Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com If you're a cannabis business owner looking to expand into new markets and need guidance and support you can trust, consider Collateral Base a group that has done it before in multiple merit-based and limited market states. Collateral Base was founded by an experienced cannabis attorney with highly educated consultants with master's degrees and years of experience in the cannabis industry. The Collateral Base team is confident they know cannabis licensing better than any of their peers. And I encourage you to see for yourself. It just takes one phone call. If you're ready to expand your cannabis business into new limited markets, contact Collateral Base today at 309-306-1095. That's 309-306-1095. Or visit collateralbase.com. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's we had a hard time together, together. Yes, it's a hard time. We had a hard time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. Have you missed me? I've certainly missed you, and I'm happy to reconnect after my winter broadcasting break. I'm using this first episode of the 2022 season to get back in the saddle and loop you in on what's new and different with the podcast. Life in the cannabis industry has evolved considerably since I started the podcast five years ago. Farmers and small business owners here in California, we're currently fighting for our livelihoods. I've watched leaders emerge in our industry, standing up for sensible tax reform, relief for farmers, and a transparent equity program that invests money back into the equity businesses and the communities they serve. But even bigger than that, citizens around the world are waking up and standing up to totalitarianism and rejecting the obscene mandates eager to strip layer after layer of personal sovereignty away from us. With everything going on in the world— I find it difficult to simply cover the hottest new products in cannabis when I'm watching truckers and Canadians being canceled and defunded for peacefully holding the line for our freedom. I have friends here hitting pause on their lives to stand up for our medical freedom and to educate communities on our civil rights so that they don't disappear into the murky waters we're navigating. It is a really potent time in our world's history, and we need all of us to offer that special light that's unique to us. If you don't know what your gift is, maybe ask Mama Cannabis to give you a hint. As for me, I felt the roller coaster of emotion the past six months, feeling defeated, wanting to quit, call this business a failure and just move on to something else. But the truth is, when I'm looking through the lens of a soulful entrepreneur, Casually Baked isn't a failure. I get way too many emails and messages of gratitude for the service I provide to our community. But my business model, 
That mofo went up in flames when all hell broke loose in the world. And casually baked, it stopped paying a living wage. Crystal, my sister and consciousness coach who knows the struggle, she shared an email with me that included this quote from Dr. Shauna Menard. It's not about the money, but you have to make money so that it's not about the money. End quote. I'm oversharing all of this because I know there are so many of us soulful entrepreneurs right now burning out, trying to decide the next best move. I still don't know what's next for me, but over the past few months, I've surrendered to the experience of becoming. All I know is I want to feed both your soul and mine along the way. I'm getting more and more comfortable asking for help and not needing to know how that help will manifest. And I do feel help. I know I'm not alone. There's always support out there that we can't necessarily name and we can't put our physical hands on it, but it exists. It exists in synchronicities and in those moments of opening a little more to the possibilities and even to miracles. Help also comes when we're inspired to take a chance. And by saying yes to adventure and play and no, hell no, to more of what's stifling our spirit. During my winter broadcast break while considering shutting her down, I reconnected with today's guest who gave me a reason to be hopeful. Dan Humiston is a serial entrepreneur and cannabis podcaster. He founded Tanning Bed in 1985 and led the organization for 30 years, growing it into one of the largest indoor tanning companies in the United States with over 1,000 employees. Dan also founded and sold Sunlink Software, Eurowalls, Handmade Memories, and the Cannabis World Congress Business Expo. Most recently, Dan created PodConnects the industry's fastest-growing, cannabis-specific podcast network. Something that doesn't get talked about much is the advertising prohibition we face in the cannabis space. The technocrats control our presence on the major social platforms and search engines. Of course, like most things in life, money can create solutions to these pesky problems. But you gotta have money to spend money to make money. And for the podcasters, farmers, and small business owners that I know, we're balling on a budget. So earmarking five to 10 grand per month for an agency-run digital marketing campaign, it's a stretch. Whether you're cannacurious, a cannabis enthusiast, or a cannabis industry professional, you, my friend, are part of a multi-billion dollar ecosystem that's not so easy to reach. So today, we're talking about the power of teamwork to make the dream work in cannabis and how bringing our unique voices and perspectives together not only serves the cannabis community, but helps us financially support ourselves. And as podcasters, we're providing a platform and megaphone for cannabis businesses to reach interested and engaged new customers. It's the smoke circle of life, my friend. And it's time to get casually baked. All right. Dan, thank you so much for being my very first podcast of the 2022 season. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. I know it's probably like riding a bike, but um, I'm a little nervous. I feel I haven't done this in a couple of months. I, I feel a little rusty. When was your last episode? Well, I published my last episode um, right before Christmas, but I recorded it at the beginning of December. So I'm going on a few months of of not doing this. Yeah, but it wasn't like you were just sitting around doing nothing for those few months. You've been very busy. Yes, and part of it is working with you. I'm excited to be a part of the PodConnects Cannabis Network now. It's a new thing for me. I'm no longer working in a bubble. I have a team of cannabis podcasters around me and we're helping each other. And so this is very exciting. It's exciting for me too. And I'm glad that you feel the same energy that I do. You know, as a podcaster, you are really on an island. I mean, it's it's one thing to be an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, but 
when you're a podcaster, you are really on an island because, you know, I used to have customers at least coming in and I was always talking to customers and I'd be like, hey, listen to this idea. What do you think? Or let me show you this as a podcaster. The only people you can talk to are your guests. I mean, there's nobody else. Yes. And being a cannabis podcaster, I really don't interact with a lot of other cannabis podcasters because I just try to do my thing, stay in my lane, not trying to copy someone else. I don't want to know who other people are interviewing. I just want my, my shit to be authentic. But then, you know, you reached out to me and uh, we started having the conversation and now I'm getting more acquainted with other cannabis podcasters and it, it's refreshing because yeah, I mean, I come up with ideas and when you don't have somebody to talk to them about, you're not sure. I'm like, okay, I'm publishing this. I have no idea how it's about to be received. <laughs> uh, I was super excited when you when you said, hey, Dan, I want to do this because I wanted to build off of your energy. It's like one plus one equals five. It's exciting because I get re-inspired, whether it's you or somebody else. And you're like, Dan, I got this great idea. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, how come I didn't think of that? It's sometimes these are just like right in front of us and we miss them. I'm just going to give you one example. One of our shows, The Dime, there's like a 45-minute show, and it's real good. The two, the two guys that host it are really nice guys and they're real, real clever. And uh, they were afraid that people didn't want to commit to 45 minutes. So they started a companion show, like the cliff notes of their main show. So they have two shows now. One's the main show. The other is an edited-down version of it to 10 minutes. And I'm like – what a clever idea. Like I've never heard of it before, but that's the kind of stuff that these kind of intangibles that happen when a lot of creative people get together and just like, what if we did this? <laughs> you know, You know, it's funny because I was on their show and that was my first question. I was like, I talk a lot. I don't think I can do a 10 minute <laughs> show. Your shit says it's 10 minutes. And they're like, well, that was the original idea and we can't keep it to that. So it's fun how they were able to kind of bring it back around yeah. and, you know, offer the 10 minute version or the full length version. So good for them. Yeah. It's, again, it's one of those things where you get the energy or the creativeness and it builds on itself when there's more than one person in the room and is struggling with the same issue. I know we were talking about just different stupid things that most people would be like, I don't want to hear that anymore. When I'm at dinner and I'm bringing up stuff, my my family's like, "Oh my god!" If you tell us one more thing about podcasting, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I talk to you, and you're like, "It's interesting. You're interested." Yes. Well, and you know, you just kind of have to find your tribe. And I had an old boss in radio who would talk about the fact that women had way more words that they needed to use up in a day. And men, they just didn't have that many words. And he said, I get home from work and I've used all my words. He's like, but Jenny, she still has words to say. And I just have to sit there and listen to him. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you hope that whoever's listening to you is into what you're into. And today we're going to nerd out on cannabis podcasting. And, you know, the thing that I will say to preface this is that Cannabis podcasting is growing like crazy. I mean, I'm finishing up my fifth year as a cannabis podcaster, and there are more and more shows coming online every day. And so I like this idea of us all teaming together, not only for ourselves, but also for the cannabis audience, the listeners, the people that want to hear from people that are interested in talking to them or to sell them something. Yeah. You know, I'm like, we eat, we sleep, you know, just because I consume cannabis doesn't mean that I lead a totally weird bubbled off life, you know, like how can we make it easier for you to talk to us? Because before this idea of a cannabis podcast network, it was really hard for me to tell somebody that, yes, I can give you a return on your investment because I didn't have dynamic ad insertion where it doesn't matter which episode they're listening to, an ad could play. It was something that I was going to have to voice it or you know, create a special themed section of the show or do a video. Like It was going to be a lot of work, and they might only get 1,500 downloads for that singular episode. But now, 
with the strength of numbers, an advertiser can be on any of my 240 shows. And that makes me confident to now go out and say, all right, come on, advertisers, let's do this. I got really intelligent people that have money burning a hole in their pocket and they're ready to spend it with you. So come on. (laughs) So thank you, Dan, for making this possible for me. Oh, that's my... I'm just excited that you, you you saw my vision. I mean, that's really what this is about. And people so underestimate the cannabis audience. They so underestimate it. It's, I mean, it's basically everybody. It doesn't really discriminate between race, age, gender. It, it, it doesn't matter well, income levels. Everybody is a potential customer. From an advertiser standpoint, it's like, it should be gold. I that's hear right. what you're saying. The cannabis audience represents all walks of life, all stages of life. And so we, as a group, a collective group, can offer you one-stop shopping to people that are 100% on board with cannabis. Yeah. And where are you going to get that? Where are you going to get that? This is the one place where we can offer it to. Podcasting is so cool because there's no censorship. Like, we don't have to worry about, I mean... You've already swore a couple times on this episode. You can do that. You can do that on podcasts, right? You can say whatever you want. And and it's, that's, I mean, that's the future. Like we should be able to say whatever we want. We shouldn't worry about well, being censored. Well, I mean, Dan, it used to be the past. I mean, <laughs> we've had, you know, freedom of speech since this country was born. And all of a sudden people lose their mind in 2020 and everybody starts getting censored and we can't fucking say what's on our mind anymore without fear of being canceled. Sure. On top of that, laws were, I'm not sure if they're still in place, but a lot of the mainstream advertising platforms still won't accept advertisers that say anything about cannabis. So like you can't put an ad on Facebook if it's, you can't even be on Facebook if you're trying to sell products. You you put on Google ads or AdWords, they won't take your ads. So podcasting is one place where you can say anything about cannabis and you don't have to worry about it getting censored or, or <laughs> restricted. And I, I think that as advertisers come to grips with this and realize the vast potential of what we're doing, they're going to really see the benefits. And then we're going to help spread the word about this because that's our job. That's our job to spread the word about this. You know, it's interesting because when you think of cannabis as an industry with mainstream advertising, we are put into this alt category with adult shops, yeah. fireworks, <laughs> and, um, you know, alcohol and stuff can be mainstream. But I was sitting in on a digital marketing presentation and how you have to just tiptoe around to make advertising work, but that it is possible. And you're right, with the podcasting platform, we don't have to tiptoe around anything. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to advertise? What's your call to action? Let's do this. And I really appreciate that we're going to be able to give that kind of a platform to cannabis advertisers that are constantly either being shadow banned on social media or like me when they say, oh, this post is performing really well. Would you like to boost it? And I'm like, yes, Facebook, thanks for asking. And then I try and they're like, oh, sorry, this is restricted content. YouTube is constantly telling me you can't monetize this video. I've made like seven cents on YouTube. (laughs) Good for you. Total. (laughs) You're out of most people. I'm just like, I have... I mean, I don't have a lot, but I have like thirteen or 14,000 subscribers, a lot of hours of listened to content, and I've made seven cents. <laughs> it's like, fuck off. This is stupid. I, I'm like, I'm providing a service. There are other people providing services, and now we can dance, and I can make money. They can make money. I can stop having 50 side hustles to make ends meet right now. I mean- We've got nowhere to go but up, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) And the the people that are on our network and a lot of people that will eventually be on our network are so creative and they've created such good content. And the fact that they can't monetize their efforts, the fact that they can't make 
Let's not even kid ourselves. It's not even close to a living wage. It's zero wage. It's seven cents for thousands of hours of work. I mean, it's a, it turns into an act of passion, a passion project. We can't have that because there's just too much important information that needs to get out and people need to be somewhat compensated for this, for their efforts. And that's another benefit of what we're doing is that people will be able to get compensated and that should attract more creative people. People that said in the past, I just can't afford, I just can't give up that much time. Those people will be, will, will eventually be able to join in and, and uh, it'll only make things better. It'll only make things better. Yeah. And that's a good point because it does take a lot of time and energy. And, you know, in the beginning when I was living in Oakland and I had my studio there and I was producing for other people, the co-founders of Garden Society wanted to do a podcast. And so I put one together with them. I produced their show, but because it's really hard to make money on it, that was like a, a big marketing expense for them. And when they went back to start raising money again, that's something that they had to cut those costs. You know, it's not cheap to produce a podcast. So if someone's doing it well, anybody can plug something in and record. But yeah. to, to do it well, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes money, it takes focus. And uh, we need to be able to compensate each other for this whole thing. And a little bit of talent. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think it, for me to be doing this for five years, if I sucked at it, I would have already quit, you know, but for me, I'm like, okay, I'm good at this. So help me help you. <laughs> like, right. It's so easy to be on a, a podcast or show who is professional and talented because you make it easy for the guest and then the flow improves and the conversation is that much better. I mean, there's a reason why some of these podcasters have millions of followers because they're good. Mm -hmm. It's not just, not just everybody can pick up a mic, but that being said, a lot of the people that have that kind of talent are going to be like, I can't waste it on this because yes. there's no return. There's no ROI on this. That's why I think when we can provide some revenue for them, we will bring in this next wave, the, the Cannabis Podcasters 2.0, will take it to another level. The talent level will increase, and that'll, that'll increase the listenership, and the message will increase, you know, get the word out and just... Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we have to think about the biggest picture is we want people to hear this message because we're trying to be a part of the shift and the consciousness of the country and our planet and make plant medicine legal and easy to access and, you know, not taxed like crazy. And we're trying to share people's stories. I mean, ultimately in one form or fashion, we're all storytellers. And when you were talking about being able to, you know, give people a return on their investment, both the creative talent and the advertisers. Right. You know, one of the things that attracted me to working with you is that you're a serial entrepreneur and that you've done this a lot of times in different industries. And, you know, the fact that you saw an opportunity in cannabis, your daughter is a successful entrepreneur in cannabis, you've worn a lot of hats, and now you're able to put that energy into what we're doing. So what have you learned in all of the past entrepreneurial lives that you think is really helping you put together the PodConnects network? That's a good question. I think the there's a couple things. The, f the first is the community aspect of it we talked we started to talk a little bit about this before we went on but growing up i was always into sports so we were always on a team and then in and just instinctively knowing the benefit of having a team around you was something that has always driven me and then when i started my first company the best part about it was having was when you can start bringing in employees and then you had a whole group of people. It was, it was us against the world mentality. And it's always been a driving force for, for everything that I've done because I just love that. You know, this is our team. We're going to do this together. We're all in it together. We win together. We lose together. That aspect of it has always been a driving force for me. One problem, or I shouldn't, this is a, sort of the double-edged sword for me is that I'm real good at identifying opportunities, but 
normally I identify them way before they're an opportunity and I have to hang in there until they are an opportunity. And many times it's bit me because I was in way too early and I just didn't hang in there long enough. And I think that we're in one of those situations right now. We are in this, I know podcasting has been around for a long time, but it's evolving. I know cannabis has been around for a long time, but it's evolving. And we're at the intersection of these two mediums and we are really early. We are really early. Like I said, 1.0, maybe even before 1.0, where you think about bringing all these together, like the fact that we're putting together this network and this concept seems pretty like, wow, that should have already been done. If it's been done, it hasn't been done correctly. And so I think as long as we can hang in there and build up the community of our fellow podcasters, at some point, Doritos and Domino's and Uber they're all going to be begging to be on our platform, <laughs> but we got to wait for it. And them. no junk foods allowed on Casually Baked, FYI. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to put but I, I appreciate, I appreciate that. The thing about mainstream advertisers is they're so used to getting this down and dirty deal because you can buy Doritos in every corner store. Everybody knows Doritos or Coca-Cola. And the thing that we have to do as cannabis creatives is to make sure that people understand the value of our audience. You had a stat that you had posted on wefunder.com because you're currently doing some fundraising for PodConnects. And you had said that the legal U.S. cannabis sales are projected to top $30 billion in 2022. So that's not even talking about any sort of mainstream anything. That's literally our bubble has that sort of capacity and opportunity there. So at some point, the Doritos and the Domino's pizzas of the world, if they want to talk to our audience it's going to cost them a premium because I'm going to save space for all of these cannabis advertisers on my show. So you're going to have to pay a premium to be here. Yeah. And it's not like you can put it out in the Super Bowl. I mean, for us, if you want to direct it to cannabis. Yeah. Listeners. We just have Snoop Dogg <laughs> hunkered down, taking a couple of tokes before he went on stage. That was, that was cannabis's advertisement at the Super Bowl, which is good. That's Better all than we that. need. So uh, it was free. <laughs> but think about think about it, 30 billion. And that was what I that was the legal market. The illicit market is probably at least equal to that. And those are still people that are just because they're not buying it at a dispensary doesn't mean that they're, you know, still not advocates, still not listening to our shows. So their market is astronomical. I mean, it is it, it's hard to even put your head around how big it is. And we have a potential to to reach that audience. But the best part about it is that we're one of the only places that can reach that audience mm -hmm. because, because they're just not, like I said, they're not going to be able to put these, that message on a Super Bowl ad because they won't accept it. Or coming out of the mouths of someone that they trust and not just seeing it, you know, in between sitcoms on their Netflix or whatever. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, being in media my entire career, I graduated when I was 21 years old, and my first job was working for CBS Sports Radio. So I have been thinking about advertisers and programs and, you know, how to get consumers to romance a product. I'm 45 now. Like, literally 24 years of my life, I have been focused on this. And for the first time, it's like now my favorite plant, I get to be an evangelist for it. And I don't have to hide anything. And it's becoming this very accepted mainstream concept. I mean, I grew up in a tiny town in West Texas. And I get to go home and talk about pot now with my parents. And I love that. So the tides are definitely changing. And, you know, the fact that now we have what? Is there 20, 21 podcasts well, in this network? What do we have right now? There are 18. Um yeah, there are 18, 18 with some on the way. With, with a couple so, on the way, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of shows are um, 
are set to come over. But again, they just, they trying to understand this concept of, Oh, wait, how are we all going to work together on this one? Well, we all have so many downloads, but our individual downloads aren't enough to get any advertiser that excited. But if we put all of our downloads together and we say to an advertiser, we can put your commercial on all of these shows. And this is how many impressions, this is how many listens you'll get. They're like, Oh, that makes sense. And then, yeah. and they don't have to go to 20 different podcasts and cut 20 different deals and monitor 20 different shows to make sure that all those commercials are being played at the right time. They just go one-stop shop. And I think that's the beauty of what we're doing is that I think that it it's super easy. It's really super easy to understand. And, you know, because there's... <laughs> it's just really a simple concept. This is how many people will listen to this commercial. Yeah, advertising is not rocket science, but when <laughs> you've been placed with a thousand hurdles on the track before you get to a finish line, it kind of makes people like, oh, I don't, I don't really need to advertise in that place. Like that's, it's too much. Yeah. So this is a way that we can make it easy for people. You know, the the one thing I'll say is that for. for because I was in the trade show business in cannabis, because we can't advertise on most of those places, a lot of cannabis companies, especially people that have just got in, this is maybe their first business. They don't even realize how ineffective their marketing is because they don't, they've, they don't have anything to compare it to. And, and so they do stuff like hire a PR firm. Not that there's anything against a PR firm, but PR is not advertising. Putting out press release is not advertising. Those are two different, two different vehicles. Although they, they do draw attention to your company, it's not the same. And so whether it's a, whether it's going to a trade show or going or, or doing PR after, or doing mailers, emails, campaigns, none of those are really, really effective or as effective as you know, traditional advertising, like, you know, you grew up in radio. I've done, I've done tons of radio, bought tons of time on radio. It was super effective for us. You get the right demographic. It was super effective for my business. I can't even imagine not having radio or just some other form of media to promote your business. And most cannabis companies just, just hasn't clicked in because they just say, well, it's not, we're not allowed to do it. So we're just going to have a higher PR firm and let them take care of it. I'm like, that's not advertising. I have a few things to say about what you said. The one thing is nothing is one size fits all. So, you know, radio works for people that have a lot of locations. You know, if it if it was one location, one brick and mortar, and I'm, you know, in Bastrop and I'm selling Austin radio and I'm selling them the whole Austin metro I'm sorry, somebody in downtown Austin is not going to drive to Bastrop to go eat lunch at your little spot. So you do have to figure out who is my target market, where are they hanging out, and what the heck is going on. Knowing exactly who your audience is and where they are and what your call to action is. I feel like this is a tutorial not only about what cannabis podcasts can offer, but also things to think about before you decide you want to advertise. If you don't have a call to action, then I can't create that for you. Like, what do you want people to do? Do you want to buy your product? Do you want them to subscribe to your show? Do you want to drive traffic to your Instagram? Like, what do you want to do? Because when you're clear about what you want to do, I can be clear about how I can help you get there. Yeah, sometimes it makes sense to do a branding commercial. You know, where you've seen those on TV, but especially for what we're doing, a call to action is so important. You know, what do you what are you selling? What do you need us to do? What do you want us to sell? And I think that that's kind of some of that falls onto our shoulders because we're the professionals. We do this. This is what we do. And so, if you give me this some talking points, or you give us some talking points, and you say, "Here's what I want to accomplish," let us run with it. And that's and that's one of the other things that we provide is we we can help you with your commercials it's like you don't have to do them yourself we record them our our hosts record their own commercials or we can do one for for the entire campaign however you want to do it 
but it's one less thing that the advertiser has to deal with. They don't have to go out and hire talent. They don't have to. Do, I mean, we used to have to do that when I'm we were your doing talent. Our, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I used to have to hire a talent and then of course I'd get somebody and, and then the campaign would go really well. And then the next year I'd be like, let's use that same voice. Cause I have some equity in that voice. Oh, guess what? My price just went up. <laughs> yeah, I'm super busy. We can do it, but I, it's twice as much this year because they know their voice is your spokesperson. Uh, but we, we can do that for you. We can do the commercials. We can do everything. The whole point of it is make it as easy for the advertiser as possible to get their message out. Make it as easy for the podcasters as possible to get advertisers on their podcast. And I think if you can provide those two services to both of those groups, I, I, I don't know how we could be stopped. Here, here. And the other thing I have to say, um, when you first reached out to me, I thought it was called PodCon X. It was not registering. And whenever I went to your WeFunder.com page and I heard you say that it's PodConnects, I'm like, okay, this makes a lot more sense now. I just want people to know how to say it and that it is exactly what it says it is. It is connecting podcasts to give a louder, stronger voice to cannabis creatives and potential cannabis advertisers speaking to a wide array of listeners, whether or not you're into lifestyle content like mine or cannabis business content or cannabis marketing content, like any different pool of people, if you will, collectively bringing these voices together, it makes the industry as a whole stronger. So thanks for what you're doing. And if y'all are curious about investing in my show and Dan's show and the PodConnects network, you can go to wefunder.com and look up um, invest in PodConnects. And that's P-O-D-C-O-N-X, the Cannabis Podcast Network. And if anyone is curious, Dan, tell us about your cannabis show so people can know how to find you and listen to you. Let me give you a story first before I do that. I appreciate you just giving everybody that information. But the perfect example of living in an island is that when I came up with the name, I'm like, Oh, this is brilliant. I can't believe nobody has this. You know, I didn't, I didn't have anybody to bounce it off. I didn't have anybody to shoot it over and say, Hey, can you read this? What do you think? And I was like, Oh, that's perfect. And then like the first day I'm talking to somebody and they're like pod con X. And I was like, no, it's connects. And then the next day pod con X. And now I've already got all this. I've already put it everywhere. I changed. I, I got the, uh, the domain and I've got everything. And I'm like, Oh my God. And it was just like one day after another. And I it got to a point where I was having, a, I was almost like, well, maybe I should just call it pod con X because <laughs> everybody's getting it wrong. And it's like, had I just had Joe to be, to bounce this off, I would have said, Hey Joe, what do you think? And you'd be like, I don't get the pod con X. And, then, and we would have done something differently, but too late now. The, the horse has already left the barn. But anyhow, that's, but that's, I did have a suggestion and I think, you won't have people making that mistake again because you changed the X to a lowercase X so that Thanks. it's part of the C-O-N-X. <laughs> and, and again, that was one of those forests from the trees. If I don't have a, a group of a community around me, Joe's like, Dan, I don't want you to take this personal because I know how logos are really, really something that people, but I think if you did a low, lowercase X and you kept the colors all the same, I think it would make more sense. And I was like, oh, I've been struggling with this forever. That's a simple idea. Again, that came from it being a part of a community. And hopefully I can provide you with that same, you know, some tip that's like you're struggling with and you're saying, oh my God, Dan, I can't believe I couldn't figure that out. But that's what you need when you have a whole community of people. Uh, yeah. So we have a lot of shows on the PodConnects network and in and, and so many different I don't want to say genres because they're all under the cannabis genre, but they all take a different tack, a different approach in, in little like nuances of our industry. Yeah. We have one show that does uh, focuses a lot on the grateful dead. And we have another show that's focusing more on just hemp and we have investing shows or 
there's just, just all kinds. At the end of the day, they all have something to do with cannabis slash hemp. The show that I started with was MJ Bulls was because I knew everybody was trying to raise money. And I said, well, that's a, an interesting topic. I was always interested in that. And so that show is about companies that are raising money or investors that are investing money in the industry. And um, yeah, that's how I got my foot in the door with, with, with that. And that's been going on four years now doing those shows. And now, I, I was, love it. Was, was that your foot into cannabis was through the investment side of things, you being curious about putting your money in the industry? How did you get here? My former business, and this is this goes back to the getting in an idea before it's really popular. In 1985, I opened a tanning salon right out of college. I had two tanning beds. And that one tanning salon with two beds grew to, I think we were at 55 locations throughout New York State. And each store had like 40, 45 beds. I mean, they were gigantic, like super centers. And uh, we were the largest tanning salon chain in the world at one point. I mean, I could I could make that argument. Uh, this is like in the late 90s. Well, got, the late oh. 90s, early 2000s, I was someone who had my tanning membership. But as you can tell from my glowing white skin, <laughs> I could only stay in one of those beds like eight to 10 minutes before I started burning. But, you know, I was one of the ones that had the little Playboy bunny on my hip. You know, All right, you yeah. know how dark you were getting. <laughs> We had, we, we sold those, we sold those. So anyhow, it, it, in, a, in a, around 2012, you could sort of see that the sun was setting on that industry, negative press and laws, regulations. I could just feel our numbers were down year over year for maybe five or six years. And, and I said, we got to move to the next thing. I saw a documentary about cannabis from Colorado. And this is before Colorado passed, passed the rec law. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. We'll convert all of our locations into dispensaries. This goes to show you how naive I am. And again, I'm in New York State, so this shows you how naive. So I, I did a combination of two things. I went to all my landlords and I said, um, can I get that written into our lease? You know, this, this is another, because in your leases, you're, you're limited to certain, whatever you're selling. So I can, and they're like, no, you can't have that in your lease. We're, we're not going <laughs> to, and this is in 2011, 2012. And at the same time, I was on a mission to try to figure this business out. And just to wrap this up, put a quick bow on it. I went to a trade show, MJ Biz put on a show in Seattle. It was in a horse track and there was a couple, just a couple hundred people there. And I'd put on a bunch of trade shows in the tanning industry. And I said, oh my gosh, this is a great way to reverse engineer this industry. Put on a trade show. Everybody wants to speak at your trade show. You can figure out everything. And so that's how I started. And it was really just a way for me to reverse engineer it, to figure out where the opportunities were. And that, so I started that trade show and that turned into the Cannabis World Congress Business Expo, which I no longer own, but um so that got my foot in the door. Our first show was in Las Vegas in 2014. We were the first show in Las Vegas before MJ Biz was there. So you created the trade show, you sold the trade show, and then what was your next cannabis move? As I was transitioning out of the trade show, I did. I started the podcast just as something to keep me busy. And then that turned into this. So that was 2018. And then I was just a silent partner at that point. And I needed something to stay busy. So I started the podcast. And and seriously, that was just for me to keep my hands in the business. I was going to ski and ride my bike. And I wasn't going to, I was going to take some time off. And I started the podcast. And I really liked it. And then, you know, and here we are. And you're an entrepreneur, so you couldn't help yourself. You're building <laughs> something else. I love yeah. this. And, you know, it's good for me to have people like you in my life because, I'm not the one that's constantly thinking about end game, selling something. I'm creating, I'm doing my thing, I'm yeah. being of service in the world, and the return on investment will come in my life. I just believe that that will happen. So I need someone like you who's like, nope, now we're going to do this, 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 just come on, help me, give me the stuff that you know, I'll tell you the stuff I know, and yeah, a team that has a ton of different perspectives is the most beautiful thing I can think of. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's like 
you you need one quarterback, but the quarterback's worthless if he doesn't have a line, and 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 if and if he doesn't have somebody to throw the ball to, and if he doesn't have somebody to run occasionally. I I mean, and that's what we got. We have every time we bring somebody else in, they have some special talent that we can tap into. Collectively, we're so strong, and I'm excited about the the potential here. It just is it's we're just gonna have a good time too. Again, that's one thing that I've. I know a lot of people get into business and you have to make money. Like, I mean, you can't be in business if you don't make money because eventually you run out. So of course that's super important, but there's gotta be more. You gotta be doing, if, if, if it's just about the money, you can't stay passionate long enough. You eventually will run out of steam. There's gotta be something more. Part of it for me is, like I said, the team, the community, having that family around me, that's, that drives me, but the building it. That's always been what drives me is, mm-hmm. is building something, something that's not there. It's never, never been there before. People think you're crazy because you're trying to do something that, that we can, they can't even understand. I'm talking to people and they're like, they don't even understand what I'm talking about. I'm like, I can't believe you don't see this. <laughs> like, well, maybe we need to get better at telling our story because like, it is pretty <laughs> damn simple. It's absolutely true that we have nothing but opportunity in front of us. Now, if there are people out there listening who either have been wanting to start a podcast in the area of, I'm going to say plant medicine, because casually baked, yes, cannabis is a part of my life, but it is not my entire life. And, you know, there are other things that I want to talk about. And so in the realm of plant medicine, if you have started a show or you want to start a show, then I really highly suggest checking out PodConnect's And seeing potential opportunities, because if you know that you're coming on board with people who are already doing this, then you don't have to create the roadmap. You can just step in and follow it. The one thing that I will say as a creative that's involved in this network, I own my brand. I own my shows. Everything is mine. Any advertising, anything that I'm already doing is mine. Now, if, you know, through the network, if I gain advertisers or or, or joined through an affiliate program or something, then I have a split between, you know, I pay the network out some and I get paid some. So to me, it's, it's done fairly and, you know, there's strength in numbers. So thanks for what you're doing, Dan, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Well, you're you're my new favorite, so I'm glad you're on my team because I, I needed, for the listeners, you'd be shocked how, how frequently I bounce ideas off of Joy. It's just nice to be able to have somebody that say, hey, Joe, what about this? What about this? Even if, even if she just says, that's dumb, Dan. Okay, let's move on. It's nice to have somebody that I can just you know bounce ideas off of. And I love it when people bounce ideas off of me. So I'm glad you're with us. And I think it's just the beginning of a, of a much longer, more exciting ride that we're about to begin. So hang on, fasten your (laughs) seatbelt. That's right. Hopefully it won't be a bumpy ride, but it'll be a fun one. (laughs) It's always bumpy. It's always bumpy. (laughs) All right. Well, Dan, thank you so much for hanging out. My pleasure. If your business or service is ready to reach the cannabis niche and you've got questions, head over to the podcast 218 show notes at casuallybaked.com. To learn more about Dan Humiston and about advertising on Casually Baked and other cannabis podcasts and events around the country. And thanks to those of you who completed the Casually Baked listener survey. I appreciate your feedback and am using it to shape this season's podcast interviews and event lineup. Moving forward, I'm slowing down my production schedule. I'll be releasing new episodes of the podcast bi-weekly. On deck, we're exploring the Oklahoma cannabis industry and looking under the hood here in California. We'll also meet up at the intersection of Christian values and cannabis. And I'm thrilled to bring you my discussion with Gabe Brown, author of Dirt to Soil. Another big project I birthed this winter was the completion of my book, Life at a Higher Level. This book is a collection of stories, lighthearted in nature, of course, but actual examples from my life, 
I hope you'll first find this book entertaining. I find that a laugh is sometimes all it takes to open your heart or change your mind. I also hope you'll find my stories relatable and that they gift you a new perspective on your own journey. Finally, I want you to discover that life doesn't have to be serious and difficult. Struggle isn't the only avenue to success. And money doesn't dictate a life well lived. In fact, it can be quite unnecessary. I figured that out when I quit my job, gave away my things, and set out on a midlife retirement to Bologna, Italy. And because I love telling you stories, I decided to launch Life at a Higher Level as an audiobook first. Podcast patrons, get ready as a thank you for your support. You'll receive the audio chapter downloads as I complete them. Thank you again for your patience and support as I hunkered down and took a couple of months to finish writing this book. I'm excited to be back in the studio recording. As always, email your requests or can of curious questions through the website or DM me on social. I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the WeedTube. And if you find value in the quality cannabis content I create, you can show me love in a couple of different ways. First, you can shop Casually Baked Affiliates, which can be found on the website. Not only do you get discounts, but I also receive a small commission on anything you purchase. Or, if you'd rather, become a podcast patron for $5 per month at patreon.com backslash casuallybaked. Your patronage comes with insider info, access to my new book, and discounts on casually baked merch, coaching, and retreats. Podcast patrons also save 15% when they shop mjskinrelief.com. However you choose to support this highly responsible cannabis movement, thanks for doing your part to Puff Puff Pass It On. Yes, is a high time. We had a high time together. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Jamie Hummiston at PodConnects. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.